now. In the book of St. Mark, the sixth chapter, there's a word I want to share with you today. Amen. I want to share a word with you today. Mark, the sixth chapter. Let's, I'm going to begin reading at verse number 30. Verse number 30, you will find these words. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. Verse 31, and he said unto them, come ye they, come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. I don't want you to miss that. And rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither. In other words, ran ahead out of all cities, and outwent them, and came together unto him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people. And he was moved with compassion towards them because they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Skip down to verse 53 for the consideration of time. And when they had passed over, they came into the land of Genesaret and drew to the shore. And when they were come out of the ship, straightway they knew him and ran through the whole region round about and began to carry about in beds those that were sick and were where they heard he was. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch if it were but the border of his garment and as many as touch him were made whole. Let's go back up. Let's go back up. Let's go back up to verse number 31. And he said unto them, come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. Take your seats. I want to use for a subject here today and encourage the people of God, those of you that are here and those that are listening on Zoom, with this subject matter, when our plans and the unexpected meet, when our plans and the unexpected meet. For a subtopic, just say life interrupted. <laughs> life interrupted. First of all, I want to start off by asking you two questions. And the first question is, have you ever made plans for your life? And then the second question, have your plans ever been interrupted? And chances are you answered yes to both of those questions. 
we have all made plans. Maybe it was for an hour, a day, a weekend. Maybe it was a vacation. Maybe it had something to do with our job, our finances, our family. And we have all experienced the interruption of those plans by circumstances that change or the unexpected that happened. That just simply describes life. Fact of the matter is, I guess the devil thought he was going to interrupt us this morning. Uh, Sister Teresa came in the room and woke me up and she said uh, one of the sprinklers, the fire sprinklers in one of the rooms uh, was leaking. And I went in there. I thought maybe it was just a drip, drip, drip. And I went in there and it was pouring out water. And so uh, we went and got a five gallon bucket and said, well, maybe this will hold us until after we get out of service. And then I went in there about maybe 45 minutes uh, later and the bucket uh, was a quarter full already. And I said, well, no, it's not going to make it another three hours or four hours before I get home. But I said, devil, you are a lie. You're not going to interrupt my praise nor my worship. I went out in my black suit uh, down to the curve and I turned the water off and then I opened up the garage and drained the sprinkler system. And so my holiday is going to be spent fixing uh, um, the sprinkler system. Life just have uh, a way of bringing about uh, interruptions. And so today's text describes uh, the tension in which We live, and it is the same tension in which Jesus and his disciples lived. Look at it, because the apostles have just returned from teaching, casting out demons, and anointing, and healing the sick. They are telling Jesus about everything they taught and did. And so he says to them come away to a deserted place all by yourselves all by ourselves come and spend some quiet quality time with me alone and let's just rest a while and so he has made plans and have some expectations of what will happen a boat ride across the lake will take them to a quiet place and give them some time to rest and and eat or so they thought his plans however are interrupted by many people who run ahead to meet him and the disciples as soon as the boat lands and so his expectations are unmet there is no quiet and there is no rest there is only the great crowd of people lost like sheep without a shepherd interrupting what he had planned hasn't that happened to you 
I'm quite sure I could pass the mic and everybody would have a story of how your life was interrupted. The circumstances may be different from the one in the text, but we all know what it's like to have life interrupted because we all live in the tension between our plans and interruptions, our expectations and the unexpected. Life as we want it to be and life as it happens. It happens in small ways and in large ways. It is the baby waking up early from what you thought would be a quiet hour or a day that had nothing on the calendar but turns into a day of one thing or another. It's taking a new job and finding that you are not doing what you plan and you are doing what you never expected. It is the diagnosis that interrupts your retirement plan. Come on, it's uh, maybe it's a shattered dream. Maybe it was a divorce. Maybe it just could uh, have been the death of uh, a loved one. Our life plans get interrupted in a thousand different ways and the unexpected happens uh, all along the way of life. I wonder, I wonder what that looks like for you today. What are the plans or expectations you have for your life? And what are the interruptions or unexpected happenings with which you are dealing with right now? Where is God in all of that for for you. Can I talk to you for a little while? Because when our life plans are interrupted, it is easy and tempting to work even harder to make it happen. Come on, somebody ought to say guilty. I'm going to say it again. Uh, How many times have we tried to work harder and harder, put all of our energy and efforts into trying to make it it happen? We try to reinforce our boundaries. We blame other people. We rage about things not working out or pray that God will make it all go the way that we desire. Well, I stop back here for a few minutes to let you know that we need to understand that Jesus does not do any of that. He does not turn the boat around when he sees the crowd. Some of y'all are good at going uh-huh, the other direction. He does not get angry or resentful. He does not blame or complain. He does not ignore or nor deny the interruption. He is 
simply present to what is about to happen. We often hold our plans and the interruptions in opposition as if it is one or the other. But what if, somebody say what if, what if it is always both? What if one is not necessarily better or more important than the other? What if we can be equally present to the plans and the interruptions? What if we trusted that God's spirit was present and moving in both? Instead of getting upset, instead of getting mad because your plans don't work out, what if you put God right in the middle of your interruption? I'm not saying, I'm not saying that God picks or causes one over the other, but that within both the plans and the interruption, God is still present and and calling. How many times have you had life interrupted and only to find out that God was saving you from something? Come on here, somebody. Yeah, yeah, your life was interrupted, my God, because God was trying to show you something. He was keeping you from hurt, harm, and danger. And I'm not suggesting that, yeah, we take a nonchalant attitude that we give up planning or that we just stop caring. I'm not, I'm not in no wise suggesting that. What I am suggesting is that everyday life with all its plans and its interruptions is our most important spiritual practice. Because the reason why I say it's your most spiritual practice because it all depends on how you deal with your interruptions. Oh yeah, sometimes sometimes I know how to get home and yeah and I know that I want to go a certain way and sometimes I can mix miss my exit how do you mix your exit and you've been going home the same way for almost 25 years well I've learned I've learned brother Bass that when I miss my exit to say God I thank you because I don't know what lied what lied up ahead listen every day every day life is where God God shows up. I need y'all to understand. God shows up every day. Yeah, glory. I talked about sleeping Jesus last Sunday, but today I want to tell you he never sleeps and he never slumber. And so, Pat, God shows up in the midst of whatever we're going through, whatever you're going through right now. I need you to know God is sitting right next to you. Come on here. Come on here. Somebody ought to just, just, just tap your seat and say, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you're here. Why? Because God is the ever-present help in in the time of trouble and God said he said I'll answer you even before you call me that's how I know that God is right there he said I'll never leave you nor my God 
I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you, but I'm going to be with you even until the ends of the world. So everyday life is where life, just life, is where God shows up. Don't ever give up on life because if you give up on life, then God can't show up. Y'all ain't going to help me here. I rebuke that suicidal spirit in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that spirit that says life is not worth living. Well, life is worth living because because he live and as long as I keep on living uh, I know God is going to show up and I'm going to live to see it happen I better get off that yeah it is where life is where life is where life is where we learn about ourselves we trying to learn everybody else but life is where we learn about ourselves it's a school of love. It teaches patience and it offers opportunities to soften our heart and act with compassion. It invites us into the mystery of creation. How we relate to another mirrors our relationship to God. We learn how to forgive in life. We practice faithfulness and hope in the midst of the uncertainties of life. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't bow from its sunshine because its clouds may turn uh, to to great many things about tomorrow I just don't I don't understand but one thing oh God I my God, my God, but one thing I do know, I know God holds my hand. Yeah, he holds, he holds my hand. Now that's not to take away from your prayer life and how you study the word. It's not, it's not to take away your giving or even coming to church or any other things we might think of as our spiritual practices. However, it's to recognize that all those are about being in relationship and living every day. That means that we must learn to see more deeply and be more present to whatever is. Stop playing high go seek with yourself. Honey, you need to show up. Come on here, somebody. You need to show my God. Somebody shout, I need to show up. Uh-huh. Whether it's planned or unexpected, you need to show up. Whether it's desired or unwanted, you need just keep on showing up. Why? Because it's a part of life. Faithfulness is about being as intentional and caring uh-huh, towards the interruptions as we are to our 
plans. Isn't that how Jesus lived? That is what we see in today's text and uh, all throughout Jesus's life. Remember the stories before today's text. Hallelujah. Notice Jesus and the disciples get in the boat and they leave the crowd behind. A storm arise. This is the text before the text. A storm arise. Jesus is asleep. The disciples interrupt his nap. He calms the sea and the wind. As soon as they get across the sea and Jesus steps out of the boat, he is immediately met by a man with an unclean spirit. And so Jesus calls the spirit out of that man. And then they go back across the sea. And once again, he is surrounded by a crowd. Jairus comes to beg Jesus' help for his dying daughter. Jesus goes with him, but then get interrupted by a woman who has an issue of blood for 12 long years. She is healed and then Jesus, he continues on with Jairus. He raises Jairus' daughter. He goes to his hometown and teaches. But then he is interrupted by questions and unbelief. And then we come to today's text. One interruption after another. Anybody can wave at me and know? Do you feel like Jesus? It just seems like it's always one interruption after another. All along the way, Jesus is present and faithful to whatever and whoever is before him. Notice they went to rest, but he meets interruption, whether it was planned or unexpected. This is not just about attending to the lives of others. This is also how we tend to our own lives. This is how Jesus, this is how he tended to his life. He knows the spirit of God blows where it chooses. You better learn that whatever state you find yourself in, uh, my body may be racking in pain, but I know the spirit of God blows. You may be experiencing some financial difficulties, but you better realize that the spirit of God, it blows wherever it desires to blow. He can blow over your finances. He can blow over that headache. He can blow over those bad children. Come on here, somebody. Wherever the spirit of God is, you ought to say, blow, Lord, blow. Well, let me get ready here. Let's hold y'all here too long. What is, what is that movement in the plans and interruptions of your life today? And what way is God present? What way is God calling you today? What do, what do you see after the pandemic? Ah, my God, after all we've been through, I want to know what do you see? Do you 
see like? Do you see like the heathen see? Do you see like the non-believers see? Diane, what do what do you see? What might what might be hidden at the intersection of your plans and the unexpected? Maybe there's always something of God that's hidden at the intercession. You see the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus walking on the water. They are hidden at the intersection of Jesus' planned getaway. What's my God? What's hidden at your intersection while you're crying, while you're mumbling and you're complaining? What's hidden at the intersection? The crowd that interrupted Jesus' plan, it was 5,000 plus. They interrupted him from rest, but they left their fool. Y'all ain't gonna help me here. You see, there are two stories, my God, that are part of today's text. Mm, my God, that I read. And they fall between the first half and the second half of the text. What if they were not omitted or excluded from today's reading, but were intended to be understood as hidden? Yeah, if I had not even mentioned them, some of y'all wouldn't have went home and read the whole chapter. You wouldn't have known what happened before, and you wouldn't have known what happened after. What if the abundance and nourishment, presence and reassurance are somewhere hidden at the intersection of our plans and interruption? Yes, my brothers and my sisters, we have hopes and desires for ourselves and our lives, but let's not lose sight that God also has hopes and desires for us. It ain't all about what you want. Mm-mm, I'm getting ready to mess up here now. It ain't all about what you desire with your selfish self. I come here to let you know that God has some hopes and some desires uh, that he's looking for. Well, I better conclude. I'm almost make the hour mark. And so let me let me conclude here. Let me conclude that in the midst of our lives and in the midst of everything we have going on, whether whether it's expected or if it's unexpected, God says something to us. And I want you to take this home with you here today. God says that I know the plans that I have for you. And, and then God says to us, but hallelujah, he says sometimes I must interrupt your plans in order to fulfill my plans. Yeah, yeah, God says my plans come before your plans. God said because I'm the one that formed you. I'm the one that created you. 
I know you by your name. I know your uprising. I know your down setting. I know. I know when you go out and I know when you come back in. God says, I know the secrets of your heart. I know. I know your thoughts before you even think them. And so God says, I know the plans that I have for you. And God says every now and then, I've got to interrupt your plans in order to fulfill my plans. But can I tell you what the plan is for you? You see, God plans to prosper you. And his plans are not to harm you. His plans is to give you hope and a future. And God told me to tell you that if we would just totally return to him, God says that your dry season, that it's just temporary. Yeah, he said, if you just totally turn to me, God says you'll smile again. God says that you'll work again. He says your cash will flow again. He said you will be the lender and not the bar. You ought to tell yourself, God has a plan for me. But my life, it must be in sync with the word of God. And how many of y'all know the word of God is right? God's word. I'm not going to preach too hard, Ella Miller. But God word. It says if you abide in me and my word abide in you you can ask whatever you will and it shall be given unto you. And then I heard I heard the word say that if the Lord delight in us we are more than able. I stop by to tell you St. Blue Church we're coming out of the pandemic no, people are still trying to decide whether they want to come back to church. But in the midst of the interruption, I want you to know that if the Lord delights in us, we are more than able. And God wants you. He wants you to be blessed and not uprooted from the place of your blessing. You better hold on. Hold. Hold on. Just a little while longer. Somebody you getting ready to leave your place of blessing. You better hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle because God says I'm getting ready to bless you. God wants to elevate you above your present position. God wants to take you into a high dimension and into greater accomplishment. God does not want you. 
he don't want you to die but God wants you to live and how do I know that God wants you to live because he said I come that you might have life that you might have it more abundantly say yes God wants you to have peace in your home peace on your job God wants you to have joy in your heart yes he wants you to profit in every endeavor and life beyond this life in God's plans are not to hurt you it's not to hamper you it's not to frustrate you it's not to agitate you but Jesus told Peter he said the devil desires to shift you like weed but I for you. Ah, aren't you glad Jesus is praying in your behalf? You must know that God wants the best for your life, even taking what the devil meant for evil. God turned it around. Have I got a witness? God turned it around for your good. And now you can declare that I know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Say yeah. You've got to believe that God will not allow anybody to block you, anybody to hinder his plan for your life. What God has promised, it shall come to pass. I dare you to declare
Say yes. I'm closing. But before I close, before I close, who is the planner? Who's the planner of your life? Who's planning your life? I'm glad my planner is the king of glory. My planner is the bright and morning star. He created all things, all things belong to him and God's plan for us is life everlasting. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad that I have everlasting life. I'm glad this whole body is decaying every day. One day, I'm going to close my eyes for the last time. One day, you might get a chance to view my body. One day, they going to put me down in the ground. But child of God, don't worry about me. I have everlasting life. The trump of God shall sound the dead in Christ shall rise and those of us that yet remain shall be caught <laughs> hallelujah 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 Everybody standing. Everybody standing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go off like that. But I have everlasting life. Life has many interruptions. And God is teaching me how to deal with interruptions. That when we're at the crossroad of life, there at the intersections of our life, let's not forget the hidden things of God. That even when we don't understand why, that's the hidden things of God. That's the hidden things. And God says that. It ain't that I forgot about you. <laughs> it's just that I got to interrupt your plan. In order to fulfill somebody else's plan. But Jairus, I'll get back to you. Just stay close to me. <laughs> I'm coming to your house. Just stay close to me. Woo! I haven't forgotten. 
water. God says, I haven't forgot about your son. Just stay close to me. I'll get to your house. And if they hold me too long, don't worry about it. All I got to do is speak the word. What happens when life is interrupted? What should my response be? Your response should be hallelujah. Anyhow. And say, I praise you, O Lord. Glory. In the midst of what I'm going through. Because I know this is just an interruption in my life. And eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it appeared unto the hearts of men and women. What good things God has in store for them that love him. Whatever you do, wherever you go, just keep on loving God. God, I thank you now for your goodness. Thank you for your word. Thank you for preaching power. God, I thank you for life's interruptions. Help us, God, to try not to fix it ourselves. But help us to realize that there are some hidden things that you have not shown us yet that you have not revealed to us yet and that because we are your children you hold us in your hand that all we need to do is trust you trust you and not doubt because surely God we know that you will bring us out God I pray for everyone that's under the sound of my voice, you know every need. Meet every need in the name of Jesus. Can't nobody do it but you, God. Hallelujah. You could do anything but fail. Those that know sickness, God, let your healing virtue flow. Touch them now from the top of their heads down to the soles of their feet, God. Healing is the children's bread. You are the bomb that's in Gilead. You are the physician that's there. Help us, God, that when our plans and the unexpected meet, God, we know that your presence is there and your spirit can blow over every situation of our lives. Help us to just wait on you in the name of Jesus. God, somebody may not know your darling son, Jesus Christ. As a personal savior, God, save them before it's too late. They can't come unless you draw them. 
And you said with loving kindness, I've drawn thee, drawn before it's too late in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name.